0: DK Golfcast presented by Bones Brothers Media. It is a tradition unlike any other. The Masters returning to Augusta National and we return with another Bones DK Golfcast joining me as always TW Man 66 how you doing today partner?
1: Hey happy holidays everybody. It's Masters week. It is
0: Masters week. Bones DK Golf how are you doing out west?
2: Uh, feeling great! It finally warmed up a little bit. There's some sun in the sky. I see bright things in the in the in the future here. So feeling great for the Masters. Excited. Uh, happy holidays.
0: We want to jump right into the Masters, but uh, I do just want to make note that we talked a lot about Jordan Spieth last week, who ended up winning at the Valero, and he is a hot number right now. A lot of betters thinking Jordan Spieth can do it this week at the Masters. Anything impress you last week, TW man? That makes you think Jordan Spieth can do it again at the Masters. Would this be his third green jacket also?
1: He's only got one green jacket. I think he's got two runner-ups as well. As well. Um, and man, I've I, I said on this podcast many times that I'm not a Spieth backer. It's, it's impossible to deny him right now. I mean, if he can get it there, to Green, he's, he's really probably the best putter on the planet, so... Uh, man, a lot of top fives recently, and you know a win here. I mean, yeah, it's tough not to like him. And remember, that the pricing for Augusta was released prior to his win at Valero uh, a couple of days ago. So, so factor that in. You know, if they're repricing, you might be ten thousand two hundred.
0: What kind of golfer is it going to take to win at Augusta, uh, Bones DK? Is it going to be a great putter, or what kind of stats are you looking for this week
2: well obviously you want to be you know a pretty good putter, um but you know you just want to be uh, great off the tee and, and uh and approach it's what i'm really focusing on the last few weeks it's been working for me so yeah i'm just gonna look for off the tee and approach uh, obviously around the green it, it's a tough course so you just you just want to, guys that are ball striking and hit the ball well right now honestly you want the best players in the world it is a
0: tough course, but there's a lot of course familiarity for the guys that have been able to play in the Masters before. 88 golfers come into this field, so it's not a huge field for a major golf tournament. A lot of storylines here, too. Can Dustin Johnson repeat? Brooks Kepka lurking in the weeds right now. Is he going to be playing? What's the biggest storyline you're looking for right now, Wildman, as we get into holiday weekend, as you called it, Masters weekend?
1: Yeah, I mean, storylines, man, I... If you look at the leaderboard at this event, and like you said, it's the hardest event to qualify for. There's only eighty some golfers in it. Um, it, it, it. You tend to really get the cream of the crop up at the top here. I mean, it's, for me, the storyline is who in that first, you know, let's say five or seven uh, top price guys on DraftKings is going to be the guy that emerges victorious. There's a really good chance the winner's coming out of that uh, first group there. They tend to always be one of the top-tier players. Dustin
0: Johnson, Tiger Woods, Patrick Reed, Sergio Garcia, Danny Willett, Jordan Spieth, Bubba Watson, Adam Scott, Bubba Watson again, Charles Schwartzel. Those are your last ten winners here at the Masters. Any of those guys moving the needle for you this week, Rob? Can any of them become a multiple time winner obviously Tiger Woods is going to be unable to play but any of those other names Bubba Watson's always an interesting guy at the Masters isn't he
2: yeah Bubba Watson he's someone to look at uh, let's look at his recent form here I don't know uh, I, he's not a guy I'm really looking at as, as, as a threat uh, he's actually lost on approach for the last uh, five tournaments so he, I'm not going to go to Bubba Watson this week uh, I don't see him winning this week at all but uh yeah, I'm looking at Dustin Johnson, obviously. I, I think people are overlooking Dustin Johnson, uh, especially because he withdrew. No, not for really any reason at all. He probably just didn't feel like flying to San Antonio. But uh, I don't know. People just don't seem to be looking at Dustin Johnson this week. And I think he could easily repeat. Uh, remember, this tournament was in November. So it wasn't even that long ago that he won the Masters. It wasn't back in uh, April. So... Uh, it wasn't that long ago, and then John Rahm and Bryson DeChambeau and Justin Thomas, all, all in really good form right now. And These guys are all, all want to win the Masters and prove themselves. Uh, my favorite guy out of there is Justin Thomas and uh, Justin Johnson, for sure. And then, uh, you know, obviously John Rahm and Bryson, but I don't know. For some reason, I'm just not on Rahm this week. He, he has a very good chance to win, and, and Bryson just doesn't have that great a history here, and, and I think he might be high-owned, so... I'm looking at JT and uh, DJ if I'm going to play anyone up at this range.
0: Yeah, DJ took the week off last week, you know, to get ready for the Masters. I think it's really important to him. You don't see a lot of guys go back to back at the Masters. I think it would be really important for him and his legacy if he were able to do so. You look at some of those top tier guys' uh, storylines. I mean, uh, we talked about Dustin Johnson repeating. How about John Rahm becoming a new father? Where's his head going to be there? Is he going to be so relaxed and so happy and euphoric? That he's just chasing down pins, or is he going to be a nervous wreck being away from the house for the first time as a father? As uh, as Bones DK said, DeChambeau doesn't have a whole lot of history here. A lot of great history, that is. Justin Thomas is red hot right now. though. won a few weeks ago. And then you get into like the Rory, uh, McElroys of the world, the Shoffleys, the Patrick Cantlay's right around that $10,000 mark. But those are really the highest, best odd guys, according to DraftKings and the Vegas Sportsbook. Anything in particular you like or dislike out of that top-tier guy, T.W. Man?
1: Well, remember, uh, D, the only D, uh, DJ finish outside of the top ten in the last five years was in 2017, where he got all liquored up like an idiot kicker and fell down the steps of his <laughs> Airbnb uh, and had to withdraw and hurt his back. <laughs> Otherwise, this guy's locked city, top five or six in this event. So, I mean, you, you, you can't overlook what he was doing a few months ago, where he won it. and It just felt so easy in November. Like he's going to win it. Uh, as far as Ron goes, I believe in the baby magic. I mean, let's be honest. The guy on an airplane, you know, 50 weeks a year, you think a kid's going to really make him any more tired than he probably already is traveling around doing his thing. I, I, I would say that's more of an inspiration kind of struggle, but the other thing I want to point out is this: there, there's there been, you guys mentioned Bubba Watson, I also want to mention Phil and Mike Weir who are also lefties of course tends to uh, um, favor lefty players because they can hit the cut shot, which is a little bit easier for a player than a draw shot which would be the right to left ball play um, but if you look at this leaderboard from last year, you got um, guys at the top, Justin Thomas, Rory John Wrong, Kepka, Patrick Reed, Webb Simpson, Corey Connors, uh, those guys are all, generally speaking, draw hitters. But tends to, tends to um, favor that right-to-left ball flight, and it tends to favor longer hitters. All those guys I mentioned are top-tier hitters, too, at least top half of the field hitters. Um, so those are things I'm kind of looking at, is length off the tee and, and a draw hitter are, are going to win out if there's a, a tough decision for me to make.
0: Colin Morikawa is coming in at nine thousand six hundred on DraftKings, but then you drop down to Spieth, who's a juicy nine thousand four hundred. Patrick Reed, who is maybe an even juicier nine thousand three hundred. He's a past winner here. Then you get Kapka. I don't know. Is, is Kapka going to be able to to bear down in his first? tournament back if he does play I don't know he's at 9,200 Tony now is at 9,100 and an interesting pick I think here although I don't know that he's a threat to win but might be a good lineup build Webb Simpson precision player any of those names um, doing anything for you there Bones DK for your lineup build this week
2: yeah, I'm looking at this range pretty strong. I'm probably going to start my build here uh, in the nine thousand dollar range. If I don't start with DJ or or JT, um, one guy that's popping up for me is Patrick Cantley. Uh, this guy's just in a great form. I know he missed the cut at the Players, but if you look back at 2019, uh, uh, Cantley came in 15th of the Genesis, missed cut of the Players, ninth of the Masters. When you look at this year, Patrick Cantley came in 15th of the Genesis, missed cut of the Players, and now the Masters coming up. So I'm not too worried about that miscut at the, the players. That's a really tough course to predict anyways. And this guy is just, uh, you know, I don't know if he has the, the stones to win the Masters. I, that's the only thing I'm a little worried about. He's number 10 in the world. And then you have Colin Morikawa, who's number four in the world, uh, $200 cheaper than him. So I'm, I'm kind of in a predicament with those two. And then you got Jordan Speed, too. Um, I don't think you want to overlook Jordan Speed. His pricing is too low. Uh, if you think about the last Masters, uh, Dustin Johnson was... Forty-eight percent owned, I think, an eight hundred and eighty-eight dollar contest, and he won. So sometimes you're gonna have to eat the chalk. It's good chalk. The chalk's been hitting. Jordan Speed is gonna find a lot of my lineups, and I'm not gonna really overthink Speed this week. Uh, but I think uh, a good pivot off those guys is Patrick Reed. Uh, he has he has good history here, obviously with a win, and he has a tenth place uh, in his last uh, appearance here, and he's in pretty good form. He's kind of sneaky sneaky good form. Twenty-second of the player. so I think a good pivot is Reed. I don't know if I'm gonna get there. I um, top three players who definitely can't lay more call on Spieth. I mean, all those guys are just in incredible form right now.
0: You talk about a guy who has the stones to win it and a guy who would relish winning another green jacket would be Patrick Reed. He is somebody you may want to pivot to at 9,300. And Jordan Speeth, wild man, when you look at him, every point uh, Bones DK brought up is accurate, not to mention Speeth's course history here has been phenomenal. As you said, he's got a win here. And he's got, I think, three or four top five finishes here at the Masters. Nine thousand four hundred—that is a
1: juicy price. Yeah, and remember what I said earlier. I mean, this this came out before he won at Valero last weekend, this past weekend. So again, like he's he's definitely undervalued. When you look at like him where he's at at ninety four versus where the Cantlay is at ninety eight hundred. Really, anybody? I think Cantlay. Actually, the most overrated player. When you look at the people below him, like, he, he, of course, he has more wins than Tony Finau because Finau's got none on U.S. soil. But you know, you look at Cantlay versus Morikawa versus Spieth versus Reed, Kept Finau, Webb Simpson. Are, are you really gonna gonna tell me that he's got much better win equity than any of those guys? I mean, um, but you know, I, I I'm looking at like, okay. Let me, let me back up a little bit. When we're looking at this top tier, and you can get three guys in there, let's say like Speed, you know, Webb Simpson, you've got three lottery tickets as opposed to one lottery ticket if you're buying DJ. Now DJ might be, I yeah, bet on DJ to win over those other three guys, but I'd rather have three horses in the game, you know? Um, so think about that when you're building. Uh, but yeah, Speed would be, if they repriced right now, probably above Rory. Probably be like ten thousand three hundred. So factor that in
0: for sure. Jordan Spieth won in two thousand fifteen. He has finished runner up in two thousand fourteen and two thousand sixteen. He finished tied for third in two thousand eighteen. So he's got some great uh, great course history here. Lee Westwood. He's been red hot. Bones DK. Is he going to figure into your Masters
2: build? I wish he was a little cheaper in the seven thousand dollar range. Probably not going to find him in my lineup. He also torched me when I played him and he was $10,400 uh, a few weeks ago. So I'm a little bitter about that. I don't know. He's, he's playing great golf. 8800 a little too expensive. I'd rather take a gamble on somebody else like uh, Daniel Berger uh, or pay up even to uh, Webb Simpson.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Daniel Berger. He's checking in at 8500 Uh Scotty Scheffler's right below him at 8400 And then you have Hideki Matsuyama, who is a precision player. He's Never a, a bad person to figure into your build. Uh, any of these guys' price is right for you, Wildman?
1: Uh, this is a range that's up for me. Um, none of these guys really jump off the page for me. I'd, I'd probably give my lean to Sung J.M. Um, or Hideki. It's purely on the course history. And You guys you just mentioned Westwood. Like, First of all, Westwood hasn't missed a cut here since 2006. So when you hear about – I mean, think about that, right, 2006. When you think about – when you hear people saying course history here, this isn't just how did he play last year, right? This is These are guys that have the reps here that can envision every shot while they're sitting at the dinner table, you know, three months ago of what they're going to do on every hole at Augusta. So there's a really, really big edge to having had a, a lot of reps here. I'm normally not a Hideki backer, for that reason – I've got Hideki over our boy, Scotty Scheffler, over a guy like Berger, who's ultra-talented, over a guy like Hovland, um, and a guy that, man, I just, jeez, I I think he's going to play well. I think Hideki is going to play well this week.
0: What about Cam Smith, owns DK, at 8,200?
2: Yeah, I love Cam Smith. I'm really worried about his ownership. I mean, I I was talking about you don't want to worry about Chalk this week too much, but you don't want to play every guy that's going to be Chalky. I think, I think uh, Jordan Spieth and Cameron Smith and even Corey Connors could be the highest guy zone this week. So I'm just going to watch out for that. But uh, take on Daniel Berger. He's gained on approach 18 out of the last 20 tournaments. And he's gaining uh, off the tee as well, about nine straight. And actually has lost three out of the last four on approach on um, the last uh, four tournaments. So lost three out of the last four. So, I don't know. I'm actually going to lean Daniel Berger there. I know Sunday in came in second place here last year. And I think a lot of people are going to go to him and I'm going to take a gamble that his irons actually aren't playing that well right now. And Daniel Berger is gaining all over the place and has uh, won recently. So I like Daniel Berger. He, he doesn't have amazing history here, but he does have a top 10 and hasn't played here since 2018. But this guy uh, just seems to be figuring something out. Uh, you know, I love Scotty Scheffler. I don't know. <laughs> I wish his price was a little lower too. You know, he, you made it, a lot of man made a great point about you know Hideki Matsuyama and Cameron Smith and Daniel Berger. I mean, Scotty Shepard's got to prove it still. I, there's no reason why he should be $200 more than Cameron Smith, a guy that has two top fives here uh, in the last four years. So I, I just don't, I'm not going to get to Scotty this week. I'm obviously going to put him in a GPP lineup with CJ or something in the $10. I got to at least have a share of him. But my favorite play is Daniel Berger, actually, 8500 uh, Cameron Smith, I love him this week, but just watch out for that ownership. Of almost everyone I've talked to has had him in his lineup, and it's with people that know golf and don't know golf. So uh, he's really, really getting a lot of love this week.
0: Let me throw out some wild names, in my opinion, here at this price range, because this could be the one that makes or breaks your lineup, and these seem like some value picks Sergio Garcia, past Masters Champion, 7,900. Bubba Watson, two time Masters Champion, 7,800. Adam Scott, Masters Champion, 7,600. Jason Day, Major Champion, 7,500. Louis Ustazen, a fan favorite on this podcast, 7,500. Man, wild man, those are some big names right there. Guys that we talk about that have course history here, have familiarity, have the stones to win major championships. Are these guys figuring into your build at all?
1: Yeah, you know, you're you're nailing it right on the head, man, because if you think about it, this is going to be the most important range if you land here because in this event, there's only 88 players, like you mentioned, and the rule changed last year on the cut line here. The top 15 and ties that make the cut. There used to be a 10-shot rule, but there's not anymore. So it's conceivable that you're going to get, you know, let's say 58 to 62 guys that make the cut. Okay, that's a huge percentage of the field, especially when you're looking at the bottom and you're saying, you know, the, the, the pretty couples, the VJ Singhs, the amateurs, you know, these Larry Mize, these guys aren't in it, right? But so, lop off 10 guys there. You got Kepka dealing with an injury. You got Justin Rose dealing with a back injury. You know, you, you might really only be playing with like 73 to 75 players that can make the cut. And, you know, 60 of them might get through. So the, so the moral of the story here is that there are going to be a handful of guys that miss the cut here, that just don't bring their A game and have a really bad round. So you can, you can make an 80 out here as easily as you can make a 68. So um, you've got to get this, this right, and you have to really, really balance your risk here. I think that's why we kind of lean towards the balanced build here when you're thinking that you know if you're not six for six, you're dead. You got no chance this week for the, for those reasons. Just because of the percentage of players that are going to make the cut. So um, start thinking like that. You know, start thinking about hey, do I have six guys in my lineup that that unquestionably will be in the top fifty on Saturday?
0: Yeah, that's good analysis there. Sergio Garcia, I just want to throw out, also posted a tie for ninth, tie for fifth in his last two starts, gained seven and nine strokes on his approaches in those last two-stroke play events. So uh, he's an interesting pick. Uh, Any of those names that I just threw out at you, Bones DK, the major winners, are they going to figure into your build this week? Anything you want to piggyback on that Wildman just suggested?
2: I actually am leaning Paul Casey in this range at seventy seven hundred dollars. Uh, this guy is, is is playing incredible golf. Uh, eighth at the Amex, fifth at the ATP Pro Am, tenth Donald Palmer, fifth at the Players. He also had three top tens at the Masters from fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen, and then followed up with a top fifteen at the Masters in eighteen. Uh, he missed the cut in nineteen, but it was just an off year. He also missed the cut to Players that year. He just wasn't playing well, and then had a thirty eighth uh, last year. So. This guy has four top tens in a row. When this guy is hot, he is hot. And I like this guy to, to perform this week. And, and like you said, $7,700, all you need him to do is top ten. I think he can easily top ten this week. So I'm leaning Paul Casey there. I'm probably going to get him in most of my lineups this week.
0: Let me throw out a couple tour winners, Wildman, this year um, that are below the 7500 threshold. Billy Horschel, who's been red hot. Max Homa who's got a win earlier this year. Uh, Shane Lowry, who has not won this year, but he is also a past major champion. A a fan favorite on this podcast again, Crack coming in at 6,900. Matt Kuchar, down there at 6,800. Anybody sub 7,000 that that you want to hit upon?
1: Yeah, I'm going to hit on the last guy you just mentioned there, Kuchar, you know? I mean... He just came off. <laughs> excuse me, a twelfth at uh, Valero a couple of days ago. You know, guided, made. You know, been in the top ten, been in the top five here at Augusta. Uh, he's won the players, but he's still looking for that real, real signature win, being a major. Um, and this is the course where you can get around again, especially if you've played here. You know, four dozen times, like Kuchar has. I mean, Bernard Longer is still making cuts Right, Freddie Couples making cuts into his fifties. Uh, it's conceivable that a guy like Kucher in his mid forties could make a run. And and I mean, you can't deny the form, right? If you're going to back Jordan Spieth due to form, you got to be backing Kucher due to form, right? Uh, top three at the, it's match play two weeks ago. Top twelve at the Valero last week. Um, you know, he can do it.
0: Says here that Kucher. Uh, this is according to DraftKings. Kucher has not made a single top ten this season. And he's only seven for twelve on cuts. So, and I know you've been high on him. I'm not trying to put you down here, Wild Man. You just got to watch. You know, he, you have been high on him the last few weeks. Here, he's he's an old washed up sock, isn't he, Rob? At this point.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get to Kucher this week. Uh, I'm looking at other guys around that range, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go up a little bit. Uh, if you're done with Kucher, do you have anything else to say about Kucher?
1: <laughs> I got nothing else to say. I mean, the data's is wrong. If you watched
2: the event last week, he finished well. Two weeks ago, he was in the top three. I mean, that, the data's wrong. <laughs> well, I have, we'll have to follow up on that. He apparently has top ten, doesn't say it. So, I'd uh, love we'll to look at that.
0: Anybody, Wildman, we're going to come back to you for your Flyer of the Week here in just one moment. Anybody that you want to hit upon here, uh, Bones DK. we only got about five minutes left on today's cast. Anybody you want to hit on that we missed, maybe sub-7,000? Sub
2: yeah, there's one more guy I wanted to talk about was Abraham Anser. Uh, I like him a lot this week, too. He's gained on approach uh, seven straight rounds. Last year at the Masters, he came in 13th He shot a four over on Sunday. So if he would have shot even par, he would have finished T4. I think he was in second place going into Sunday. So he was right there. And this guy's form is still there. Fifth of the Amex, uh, 20 seconds of players, 23rd of the Laro open. So... I like Abraham answer to fit him in in most of my last this week as well.
0: Wild man, your Flyer of the Week. Who you got?
1: The Flyer of the Week is a former major champion. Okay? Coming off of a uh, made cut last week at the Valero. He's coming off five straight cuts here at Augusta. Uh, he's 6,200 bucks. He is nothing more than a Flyer this week, but again, a guy that knows his way around the course. And if he can just just get it off the tee, make a couple putts. I expect to make a cut. It's Jimmy Walker, 6,200, flyer of the week here
0: to go. Oh, man. I, I I did not think you were going to say Jimmy Walker. Uh, I thought you might say Bernhard Langer again. Bring him up.
2: Perhaps. Yeah, I thought maybe you were going to say Langer as well. <laughs> I thought he might be
0: going with Freddie Couples too. I thought Freddie Couples might have been the ticket as well. Um, well, all right. that, you that's... know,
1: one of the things, Sorry, one other thing to add, no rookie has ever won here since Fuzzy Zeller in 1979. And also, um, no Part 3 contestant has ever won that event on Wednesday and gone on to win the Masters. Again, just start playing the elimination game. Uh, You might find guys like, you know, Longer who make it in. Four for his last five here. We're going to try and
0: get another podcast on tomorrow, but when can we expect your uh, top picks uh, available on Twitter at Golf.
2: Yeah, I could put them out today, tomorrow. I'm pretty locked in on my guys, so I'll probably put them out today for you guys. I, mean, uh, I would love to get another podcast tomorrow, though, whether it be on YouTube or, or SoundCloud. i uh, definitely get some more intel, but I, I feel pretty strong about my plays, so I'll get him out today. All
0: right, great story. Um, I was taking... My cart back to the cart shed the other day at Sunnycroft Country Club. By the way, I'm seven rounds in on my way to 100 at Golf Guy WV. We played Stonewall Jackson yesterday down here in the heart of West Virginia. It was fantastic. But anyhow, I was um, putting my cart away the other day and cleaning it out, and in the dumpster was a putter. And we've been trying to put together a couple bags of clubs at our club for people that come in that may not have a bag or want to rent clubs or whatever. So I went in and donated, essentially, to the club. It was in the trash, and it was donated. Well, my buddy's sitting at the bar the other day, and he finds out that another guy that I know really well actually tossed it in the trash because it was missing a weight. And he was playing so poorly the other day that he actually went back into the donated clubs and took it back and played with that putter on the back nine. (laughs) (laughs) so it went from being good good it went from being trashed to donated to now back in his bag and he's playing with it again because it was missing a weight at the bottom that's how it goes at sunny he must be playing well (laughs) yeah and that's how it goes for golf guy wv any final thoughts wild man before we sign off
1: again i just uh uh the importance of six for six is uh there every week, but this week it is absolutely imperative that you go 6-6. Six for six. You will not cast 5-6. for
0: Really good analysis. Uh, Bones, DK, any final thoughts before we get your top picks on Twitter and before we sign off today?
2: Yeah, I would say just don't worry about the chalks this week and worry about ownership. Just pick your guys who you think are going to win and do well and, and hope for the best. I, everyone I say, people are like, oh, I think he's going to be high-owned. I think he's going to be high-owned. So just don't even listen to that. Just pick your guys and, and hope that no one else is picking them as well, and he wins.
0: TW Man sixty six Bones DK Golf. I am at Golf Guy WV. Thanks so much for listening to the Bones DK Golf Cast.